Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. This is Brad Young in this evening for At Your Service. How are you? And by the way, Stuart McMillan mentioned, uh, you, Stuart, yeah, come back on here. You you mentioned uh, the wishbone. Yeah. Any idea where that wishbone thing got started? Because I don't. You I, 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 do know, I do not know where it got started at all, actually. I mean, uh, I would rather, and, and this has always intrigued me, Stuart. I mean, you're going to say, gosh, Brad, you're entertained by the weirdest things. But whenever we would, whenever we we would we would get that wishbone, I always thought, why am I fighting over a meatless pelvic bone that's yes. greasy and slimy? If you want to fight over something, let's fight over the leg. Uh, let's fight over the but something the, with substance. Yeah, why am I fighting right. over a a meatless bone that is a that's good point. slimy? Why I don't want to do that. So I mean. Uh, I never did this tradition as a kid. For some reason, our family, both sides of the family, mom, dad, whatever, they did not want to do this. But this year I thought, you know what? We're going to do the the wishbone. We're going to do it. We had our Thanksgiving on Saturday with mm-hmm. the Mac clan. And okay. I actually had to Google where it was. That's how, <laughs> that's how anti-turkey I am. I have no idea where all the bones are. Found it, cleaned it off. It was not slimy because I cleaned it. So okay, are you supposed right. to clean it for the kids or are you supposed to leave it slimy so it's harder to... Uh, Seems like that's more of a challenge if you leave it slimy. Next year. Next year, leave it slimy. Yeah. And then and then you're going to have kids that are going to be like, uh, if you're going to try to game it, they'll be putting on rubber gloves or something because <laughs> they're going to say, yeah, I'm going to win this. Yeah, yeah. Get, <laughs> as John Madden, get some stick'em. You know, get John Madden say, get some stick'em for that's that. Right. But I've wishbone. always, I've always just wondered why, why are we fighting over this? I, I want to fight over something with some meat on it. Right. You know, there are plenty of fights for Thanksgiving. That's true. You know, that's uh, true. Might as well just add on one more, throw on another drumstick. No big deal. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you enjoy the uh, drumstick, uh, drum. So the sl- you're beating you were, the slow drum here. Exactly. At yes. Very good. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about Thanksgiving tonight, by the way. And, uh, in fact, I, I had lined up a few interviews for tonight and I decided to postpone them because I wanted just to leave the phone lines open all night long. So if, uh, one of the things I want to hear from you, we're going to talk about some Thanksgiving traditions and food that you like, uh, what's your favorite food for Thanksgiving? We're going to get into all that. Of course, I've got news of the day. I've got some legal issues. I've got some ethical issues to ponder, some polling data to discuss, lots to do, lots to to uh, ponder as we go through the evening. But 
Just as we go through the show, I'm just going to be reminding you, hey, phone lines are open. would love to hear from you about your particular uh, Thanksgiving traditions. What are they? And, and the other thing that occurred to me is I was thinking about the show yesterday and even this morning. I was thinking about how Thanksgiving traditions have changed, that things have, like with every tradition, with every custom, things change, they evolve. Uh, obviously, technology plays a big part. So because you, know, you used to, we didn't watch, we couldn't watch streaming when I was a kid. It didn't exist. So, but now you can go and watch literally anything that you want. So how have your Thanksgiving traditions changed over time, I would love to hear from you this evening, either by phone or by text, 314-436-7900. Uh, Matt Pajeski, I mentioned uh, right before uh, the uh, the top of the hour when I was on with Joe, everyone wants to know the Pajeski tradition because, you know, you blow it out of the park for Halloween. I yes, mean, we do. That, that bar is set at a skyscraper height yeah. for Halloween. What, what do the Pajeskis do for uh, for Thanksgiving? Well, all, all of the time and energy that goes into Halloween decorations goes into the food that my family makes at Thanksgiving. We're, we're probably not decorating the house as much for Thanksgiving. There's not really much you can do no. for Thanksgiving decorations. But we start off the day eating. As soon as you wake up, it, there's an egg and sausage casserole on your plate. There's monkey bread. I like to put the hot sauce on the egg casserole. Football mm-hmm. on the TV all day. By noon, you're already tired. You're taking a nap on the couch. You're food of, coma. Yeah, food coma. We usually eat around two or three o'clock for the for the big meal. Uh, we always go to my uncle's house. That's just been the tradition every year. Uh, now, is this a, a cool uncle? I'm not going to try to embarrass very anything. Cool very cool. Okay, so it's not like the drunk uncle. No, I'm, okay, I'm very I'm very fortunate. I've got cool family members. That's good. Well, we always, we always get along. There's no awkward conversations. Uh, the food is always fantastic. Green bean casserole is the star of the show every year, at least in my humble opinion. Uh, turkey's fantastic every year. Sometimes we stuff the turkey with mm-hmm. the stuffing. That's good, too. And then at the end of Thanksgiving, this is like day one of Christmas pretty much, at least for yep. our family. Some people start day one in October or you know early November, not, not us. But Thanksgiving night, we always watch Home Alone ah. as kind of an introduction into sure. the Christmas season. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I did mention you. I heard you talking during the break with Joe about the putting the hot sauce on the egg casserole and the monkey bread. And I mentioned that that when my wife makes the egg casserole, she uses Jimmy Dean hot sausage. Yeah. And so that in of itself doesn't make it really spicy because it's 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 not hot like ooh this is good and hot right right. But it makes it like you're like hey wow that tastes different and delicious, then you can hit it with the hot sauce and make it even hotter, but which I frequently do. But uh, you might want to pass along, use the Jimmy okay. D hot sausage, and that's a very good addition to the to the recipe. I'll pass that along. Yeah, you're right about the hot sauce. Even the hot sauce that we use isn't some extra wild buffalo ghost pepper hot sauce or anything <laughs> like that. It's just just a little little enhancement to the to the egg. Casserole. Exactly. Exactly. That's very good. I, I've, I've never tried hot sauce on monkey bread. No, we but, don't do that. Okay, you don't do that. All right, good. <laughs> I've no, never tried that. That's probably not any good. But I, I don't think that would be good. So, uh, and, and the other thing, too, we're going to head to a break here, but if you've had Thanksgiving meals or food that you tried at Thanksgiving that didn't work, I mean, I want to hear that because, frankly, that that's, that's going to be a lot funnier. So, anyway, phone lines are open the entire evening tonight, 
7,900. Before we go to the break, though, I just got a, a text that says the wishbone fight is after it dries. One person on each end, think think a wish, then together count to three and pull. Large piece equals get the wish. Oh, I, and I get that. I get that that's the tradition with the whole wishbone. But at the bottom, at the end of the day, I want something better than a wish. I, I you know, I, I want a big hunk of chicken meat on there. Uh, and that's, that's why I never liked the idea of fighting over the wishbone because it was, you know, basically uh, meatless and and uh, there was nothing interesting about it. But, yes, that is how it's supposed to go. And how we're supposed to go is to take a break. So we'll be back right after this on At Your Service on a Thanksgiving edition on X. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to At Your Service. And and by the way, I had a I was coming in this evening. And I got to see Michael Calhoun, and we got to chat a little bit. And I, you know, I don't get to see him a lot because I, I don't do a lot of stuff during the day here on Camel X. And he's usually here during the day. So it was nice to run in to Michael Calhoun and talk to him and catch up uh, with him a little bit this evening while I was coming into the studio. But it's, it's especially good to catch up with you. So, uh, again, if you've got some ideas about uh, Thanksgiving traditions, your favorite food, maybe traditions that have changed over time uh, and how that's changed, I would love to hear from you. 314-436-7900. That's call or text. And by the way, uh, as the show unfolds this evening, one of the things uh, that I, I just kind of took some notes today uh, just to, to pull together what I think about Thanksgiving, what it really means, and how we're supposed to honor the whole idea of Thanksgiving. So I'll be getting into that as well as the show unfolds. One of the things that always comes up on Thanksgiving is, and particularly now because of the polarization of our country, but one of the things that comes up is, oh, you shouldn't talk about a lot of, of things that uh, that might cause folks to have a disagreement. And you know that that doesn't come into my household. I, we'll we'll talk to anything about anything in my house. That's a, that's not a problem. But there's a survey that came out that says that many young people, young Americans, are choosing 
really just to avoid even the potential minefield of political discussions because they don't want to get into to an argument or get into a discussion, really, with, uh, with anyone else. So this survey that came out, uh, it was a survey of 2,000 Americans. It's a Harris poll. That's a very well-known, named company that does polling, so it's not, you know, it's not biased. It's a very good poll. Revealed that 51% of Gen Z uh, opt really just to skip family gatherings completely, just to skip them. 51% says they don't even want to show up because they dread dealing with the potential for political discourse. Now, I obviously I'm a guy that argues for a living. I understand that. But from my perspective, it seems like instead of running from the argument, why, why don't you come to Thanksgiving prepared to back up what you believe? I mean, and you don't have to do it in an adversarial way. That's one of the things that really irks me about even my own profession is that we have to learn to be disagreeable in an agreeable fashion. And that sounds like a contradiction, but it's really not. I mean, you can discuss ideas that you differ with an opinion. Uh, it's when we when we start throwing out names and comparing people to Hitler and calling them evil and Nazis. I mean, that's when the, the problems occur. But what's the problem of discussing ideas at Thanksgiving? Uh, back up what you believe. And you should, if you have opinions, you should be able to back them up. One of the things that I think occurs, whereas maybe people can't do that today like they used to, is because we're all in echo chambers so many times, whether it's at college. You know, you're, if, if you're on a college campus, you're, you're never going to hear a conservative thought. You're never going to hear a Christian viewpoint. You're only going to hear the orthodox, liberal, progressive line. That's all you're going to hear. And so at that point, you don't have to defend your ideas because everyone around you agrees with you. Or look at it from a social media perspective. We've sometimes limited our social media experience to where we're only hearing from or technically reading the postings and interacting with people who agree with us. Or is it happen like that even at churches? A lot of times churches will all have a, a rather a homogeneous view of politics or issues of the day. Or even if you want to take it even a step further in our households. So when we get together at a, at a function like this, to me, I, that's the perfect time to discuss ideas. Everyone may not agree with me, but have you ever had, and, and Matt, I want to ask you, have you ever, have you ever had a, a, any political conversations get out of hand or any name calling at any family functions? Not any family functions, no. Brad, my, my, I feel like my parents raised me the right way with, yep. uh, you know, to be respectful. And good. There's good. a time and place for everything. And if you want to get nasty with your comments, you, you take it outside. And you know, that's not that's not what you do at, at a family gathering, especially when you're there with, with close loved ones and, mm -hmm. you know, with, with older people, especially. It, it would just be totally disrespectful it to, would be. to air out something like that. It, it would be. But what do you think of this idea that says, uh, and again, I'm not asking you because I think you're the representative of all young people in America. I'm not asking you that. All right. But but what do you think of this idea that says 51% uh, of folks about your age are saying that they don't even want to go to an event because of the possibility that there could be 
some discussions that make them uncomfortable. How does that make you feel? It makes me sad, Brad. It makes it makes me feel fortunate for the family that I have. And if I could talk to all 51% of those people, I would tell them that, you know, you're you're not going to have your family forever, especially sure. people older than you, your parents, and especially your grandparents. Uh, go to those family events. Go to the holiday gatherings and, and the, the dinners and just spend time and enjoy the people who are, are family, who you who deep down you love. You may mm-hmm. not agree with them, but... That's that's who you know. You you don't choose your family, so learn learn to live with them and learn to love them and and uh, yeah, you don't 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 waste a, a holiday or a special meeting um, because of politics. Exactly. And and what's with this idea that says I can really only like someone if I agree with them a hundred percent of the time? I mean, think about Matt your relationships and the people that you know and love and enjoy. They probably all don't agree with you on a hundred percent of everything, no, do don't. they? No, we don't. No, and and some of it sounds trite to say, oh, some of my best friends don't agree with me, but uh, some a lot of my best friends we don't agree politically, we don't agree religiously, we don't necessarily agree on socioeconomic things, but we're still good friends for other reasons, and yeah. and. Aren't we losing that ability to love our family members and to enjoy enriching friendships when everything has to be judged by whether you agree with me or not? I think so, 100%. I mean, I, I make friends through things outside of politics. Politics yeah. is not my is not my forte, So, but maybe that's true for other people. But I make my friends through our, our shared love of music, movies, you know, what we took similar classes in high school. Yes. That's, that's how I— you know, become friends with people. It's not because we both agree on the same political things. That's just me, though. Right. And and even within, at the, at the young household, everyone at that table isn't going to agree with me. Now, you know, I always like to say, if they talk to me long enough, I'll convince them that I'm right, okay? But <laughs> that's not true. I'm being facetious, okay? All right. But but we, we shouldn't be in a position where we're gauging whether we we can even have a meal with someone based on the idea that we might disagree with them. Right. And I, I just hope that, and, and again, it's not just it's not just young, it's the young and the old and the in-between, uh, because we've become so marginalized in so many areas. Uh, and I don't think we're going to, at any family meal, we shouldn't have a discussion where it ends in uh, basically from the river to the sea, and I'm going to cast you out, and you're an evil Nazi, Hitler, socialist, fascist, I mean, if we start throwing around terms like that, yeah, the the uh, the, the wishbone isn't the only bone that's going to get broken <laughs> at that kind of a meal. But it doesn't have to be that. We should learn to get along with folks, even those whom, with whom we disagree. Got a question for you, Brad? Yeah, you've you've been around longer than I have been. Uh, is this is this a new notion, or did you grow up with with you know this sort of sentiment back then and back when you grew up that? Uh, grandpa's coming over tonight. And he's going to say something, or or uncle so and so is going to come over and make sure you just try to ignore it or whatever. Is is this a new thing, or has this been going on since the beginning of time? Boy, that's a great question. I I know it, at my house, uh, my dad was was loud. He was boisterous. Uh, he was opinionated, and oftentimes facts were irrelevant. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so so he would just throw out things. But but there was never any of a situation where somebody would say, oh, I can't listen to him. I'm going to leave. I mean, we just laughed it off as, 
well, okay, let uh, my dad's name was Roger. Just let Roger say what he wants to say, and then we'll get to having a good time. So there wasn't this idea that I have to leave because I disagree with something he says. Everybody just kind of let him say what he said, and then he'll be done with it. Yeah. Uh, but but now I think there's this idea that we we can't even uh, be offended. That oh my goodness, that my uh, and I'm not trying to necessarily align it with the snowflake mentality, but you know I my, my precious ears can't hear something with that I disagree with, and I'm like no, not at all. I, you've heard me tell this story before, but uh, when I was in a class in college, not in law school, I was. Uh, I was arguing a position, and the professor said to me, "Brad, you know that literally no one in this class agrees with you, because it was a it was a conservative legal position, and the professor was very liberal. The kids in there were very liberal, and she said, you know, no, literally nobody in this room agrees with you." And I said, "That's fine. Uh, you know, go get twenty of your friends, and then you know maybe it'll be a fair argument." So, but I didn't bother me that that professor gave me an A in that class. Uh, but she didn't base it on whether she agreed with me or not. And it just seems like now that that uh, that we've moved beyond that. So I, I'm going to encourage you. In fact, after the break, I'm going to give you some other topics to bring up at Thanksgiving. But I'm going to encourage you, don't stay away from, don't shy away from discussions. I mean, discussions are how we exchange ideas, how we get to know people. That's why I do this show. Uh, I don't have a, I don't have, I'm not in the radio business. I do this show because I'm in the idea business and I like exchanging ideas with folks just like you. 314-436-7900. More on Thanksgiving after this on Azure Service. Grab a, uh, you know, grab a chicken leg or a turkey leg and join us after the break. The master of relevant bumper music, Matt Pajeski. Thank you very much, my friend. So uh, we're talking about Thanksgiving traditions. And, uh, of course, I'd like to hear yours, 314-436-7900. One of my uh, Thanksgiving traditions since I've started at KMOX, uh, I don't know, five or six years ago now, was is to, uh, is to play this clip. And let me set it up for you. When I was a kid in the 70s, one of my favorite shows was WKRP, Big Surprise. But if you don't, if you aren't familiar with WKRP, it was a it was a TV show. It was a comedy, and it was about a small radio station in Cincinnati. And they played rock music, and they had a news guy, and it was they had an advertising guy, and they had all the the elements of a radio station turned into a comedy. And to this day, I've watched reruns, and it holds up. It's very funny. And they did on WKRP. They did a Thanksgiving episode where there was going to be a Thanksgiving parade and the Thanksgiving parade was going to be covered by their news guy, Les Nessman. And as Les goes out the, for the beginning of the parade, it then goes like this. All right, fellow babies, and now it's time to go to our live remote man on the scene at the Pinedale Shopping Mall for the big WKRP turkey giveaway. So take it away, Les Nessman. This is Les Nessman, your man on the scene here at the Pinedale Shopping Center where the excitement is mounting. We're here to witness the big WKRP turkey Thanksgiving giveaway. I'm here with hundreds of people who have gathered to witness what has been described as perhaps the greatest turkey event in Thanksgiving Day history. All we know for sure is that in a very few moments there are going to be a lot of happy people out here. Now the crowd is 
the, the crowd is uh, curious, but well-behaved. And I think I hear something now. Uh, the crowd is moving out into the parking area. And, oh yes, I can see it now. It's a, it, it's a helicopter. And it's coming this way. A helicopter? It's flying something behind it. I can't quite make it out. It's a large banner. And it says, uh, Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> W-K-R-P. What a sight, ladies and gentlemen. What a sight. The copter seems to be circling the parking area now. I guess it's looking for a place to land. No, something just came out of the back of the helicopter. It's uh, a dark object. Uh, perhaps a skydiver plummeting to the earth from only 2,000 feet in the air. Third. No parachutes yet. Happy skydivers. I can't tell just yet what they are, but... Oh, my God, they're talking! As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. <laughs> we were laughing. Matt Pajeski and I were laughing here in the studio, just listening to that and revisiting it. And one of the reasons why this is funny, and hopefully you picked up on it, is that it kind of parodies in a comic fashion the coverage of the crash of the Hindenburg in 1937. And if you've heard that very famous radio coverage by Herbert Morrison as he's talking about the Hindenburg catching fire and falling in the flames, that was a real disaster. And yet in this instance with WKRP, it's funny because he's he's parroting to some extent the style of Herb Morrison covering the Hindenburg disaster, except this was just a Thanksgiving disaster. Uh, and it's also funny, obviously, because they didn't know that turkeys can't fly. So um, obviously, if, you, if you've if you've seen it, there's there's no no turkeys were harmed in the filming of this TV show. Uh, you don't see the turkeys falling, but in on the TV show, as I and I'll always remember this, the camera is on Les Nessman covering it, and as he is describing the events. And as he realizes that the, what's falling from the helicopter are turkeys, his whole countenance changes. And it's just, it's great. So that's one of my uh, Thanksgiving traditions that I do, try to do every Thanksgiving here on KMOX. Now, we talked before the break about topics of discussion and how, uh, and by the way, thank you, Mary Lynn, for texting in and saying that's a classic. Yes, it is a classic. But as we're talking about topics, and discussion topics can get dicey, as we talked about in the last segment. But I came up with, as I, as I was thinking today, I came up with, with four, and these are the wonkiest topics that no one's going to really want to talk about. But it, it will be, it'll be a diversionary tactic. So you don't have to talk about Trump. You don't have to talk about Biden. You don't have to talk about all the things that make it very easy to discuss. These are challenging topics. 
So bring up the idea of CRISPR and gene editing. Now, Nat, that that doesn't sound like something that would be a good discussion topic to you for a Thanksgiving meal. No, probably not. not <laughs> maybe, maybe in other households, but not mine. Okay, well, see, I think that would be fun to talk about uh, because I don't know if you know about this, but with CRISPR, it's it's really it's just a device that is allows scientists to literally genetically modify DNA. And they can modify genes. Right now it's used primarily in agriculture. But someday, and probably that someday might be next year, uh, probably in China or some Asian, other Asian country, where scientists are going to use CRISPR to change the genetic makeup of human beings. It could, it could happen, literally it could happen tomorrow. And we don't know when it's going to happen. It's not really a question of if, it's just a question of when. And if you've ever seen, there's a movie called, I'm stretching here, it's called Gattaca. And in the movie Gattaca, everyone is genetically enhanced, except the main character in the movie is not genetically enhanced. And he's kind of looked down upon because he's not one of the genetically enhanced people. It's not a big budget movie, but it's one of those movies that makes you think. And think about this. How would it be? In our country, in our world, we talk about discrimination, racial discrimination. We talk about gender discrimination. We talk about age discrimination, right? My, my law firm defends is primarily an employment law firm, and we have a lot of discrimination cases. But what about genetic discrimination? What would, what would our world be like if with CRISPR and gene editing, you had individuals who are artificially enhanced this is not science fiction. This is not uh, some Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. This is today. This is science that we have right now. Would it be fair if, if we were competing against getting into college uh, against someone who was genetically enhanced intellectually? You know, we, we look at colleges today, and, and it, it took a Supreme Court decision to say that it was wrong to discriminate against Asians getting into Harvard took the Supreme Court to tell us that, which to me is shocking. It, we, we should be uh, allowing anyone into college. We shouldn't be discriminating against anyone. And yet Asians were discriminated against. And it took the Supreme Court to stop that practice. But what happens when people are artificially enhanced intellectually? Will we have to have a quota on how many of those people we let into colleges? How would that impact uh, our uh, race with China. So if China develops and has no ethical concerns and develops gene editing techniques, how would that impact uh, the development of everything from artificial intelligence to hypersonic missile technology to quantum computers if China unethically allows their scientists to be genetically enhanced and ours don't because we view it as being unethical? I think that's a that's a fascinating topic uh, for uh, a Thanksgiving meal. Maybe not, but it would be at my house. And one other is voice cloning. Now, have you heard of this topic before, Matt, voice cloning? Uh, is this similar to like a deep fake where yes. it kind of uses your image, but in this case, like your voice? Yeah. And and this voice cloning technology that's out there now, uh, and in fact, I've seen several stories on it, and you work with audio equipment all day long, but this is something that would do like a sample of someone's voice. You could pick it up by calling them on the phone. 
and then you could digitally recreate it. And then once it's digitally recreated, you could have that person say anything. I've heard some horror stories about this, Brad. Well, what? Like what? Well, people will uh, people will call loved ones and in that person's voice saying, "Help! I'm I've been kidnapped. I need you know ten thousand dollars to pay off so and so. Blah blah blah. Please send it to this account." And people just use it for for good. You can't you can't, can't use any of this technology for good, Brad. It's gotta it's got all it's gotta be solid. an angle. Yeah, there's there's gotta be malintent everywhere. With, it, with isn't technology. that something? I know. I, I I personally know of of a of a woman at my church who she was elderly and she got scammed out of a very large sum of money. And it wasn't even by someone who was using voice cloning, but you can imagine the scenario that you just outlined uh, that could be disastrous by calling someone and posing that you could, if you could trick older people out of giving up money just by being a good faker on the phone, this would seal the deal. Yeah. I heard you need to establish safe words or like, kind of like how your computer asks you security questions. Yes. With with your immediate circle, you need to have like a safe word or or uh, you know a security question so that you can confirm that it isn't it is mm-hmm. actually Brad Young that I'm talking to on the phone and not some AI generated clone. Okay, Grandma, I'm never going to ask you for money unless I use the word giraffe. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Have a safe word. But see, if you if you think about it, there's there's other things that you can talk about at Thanksgiving that aren't so divisive. Uh, We're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about two ideas. And I love ideas. And the two ideas I want to discuss in the last segment here in this hour is the idea of that America has so much to be thankful for. Do we take America for granted? But then secondly, I want to discuss this idea that being thankful has to have an object. We have to be thankful to someone, to something. We, we can't just be generically thankful because thankfulness has to have an object of being thankful. I want to talk about those two ideas coming up in the next segment here on The Voice of St. Louis, Cam Wags. Thankfulness here on The Voice of St. Louis this evening. Thanks for staying up late with us here on At Your Service. Brad Young in tonight. And yes, what are you thankful for? And one of the one of the ideas that I want to discuss in this segment is this idea that I think uh, that we, when we're being thankful, that we take America for granted. Because if you watch the news, if you look at social media, if you listen to talk radio, there's a lot of divisiveness in the world. And so in that divisiveness, we sometimes fail to realize how good things are. And, and what occurred to me was the, the biblical story of Adam and Eve. And they had everything going for them. They literally were living in paradise, but they weren't thankful for what they had. And they had to, they had to give it all up literally for the one thing that was off limits. There was one thing. That was off limits. He had everything else. He gave it up for that. And to me, that came from uh, this idea that, that maybe they weren't thankful for what they had. Think about this country. I mean, certainly America is not a paradise, and I would never say that it is. But, 
but very few countries really could compare to the United States in terms of what we have, the freedoms that we enjoy. Uh, are there problems? Of course. Nothing's perfect. But we have it better than just about anyone else. And any other nations in the world who have it better than the United States, the reason they have it better is because of the United States. So in other words, you could say, and I've heard this argument many times, well, uh, life is better in Norway or Sweden or Switzerland. Yeah, of course it is, because the United States kept them free. And the basis for any place that's enjoyable is freedom. That's why prison's not a lot of fun, uh, because there's no freedom there. And, and so I think that we take our country for granted. We take freedom for granted. And, and some would, I think, trade our, our rich inheritance. You know, we've, we've got a, we have an inheritance in this country of freedom, of being able to buy property, of upward mobility. Uh, you, someone can, can uh, come from nothing and start a, country, uh, a company and become a billionaire. I mean, that's still, that's still an option today. That's not an option in most countries, but it is here because of freedom. And we take that freedom for granted. But as I, as I talk to people, as I read, I read an enormous amount throughout the day, I just see so many Americans who are just trying to, or maybe they're lured into, trying to trade our rich inheritance really for this rotten fruit of false promises that, that if we just tax the rich, life will be better. If we just have universal health care, life will be better. If we have all of these government programs, that things will be better. And that we, we lose perspective on exactly what we have. Because if you think about it, a right to services cannot be guaranteed without compelling somebody else to provide those services. So as our increase of rights, meaning things that others have to do for us, go up, then the amount of freedom that everyone else enjoys goes down. So to some extent, there's this inverse relationship between rights and freedom. I mean, we do have a lot of, of rights in this country, but as we get more and more so-called rights, then, then in many instances, for others, those freedoms will get become less and less. And so we also, I think, struggle in this country with this idea of equality versus equal access. What does that mean? Well, we hear under the Constitution, we know under our, our legal system that we have the right to be treated fairly. But that doesn't mean the right to have an equal outcome. So in other words, if someone looks at Elon Musk and says, well, it's not right, it's not fair— that he has however many billion dollars he has this month because I don't have that much. The only way that we could make that quote fair unquote is to forcibly take money away from him. And at that point, how fair is that? That a guy starts a business and I'm not arguing in favor of Elon Musk. I'm just using him as an example to say your desire for equality of outcome means that someone else has to lose their freedom. Someone else who started a business, someone else who's, who's uh, started a company, created something new. You know, we saw a great big 
uh, really an upheaval this week in the company OpenAI that made ChatGPT when the founder of the company was fired and he went to Microsoft. And then in the middle of the night, he quit Microsoft and went back to his original company. And this guy is literally one of four, heading up four or five companies in this country that's controlling artificial intelligence. So if you look at that, that's obviously going to be a trillion-dollar business in the not-too-distant future. So should those people lose their freedom, their right to earn a living, their right to create businesses so that the wealth can be spread so that others can have an equal outcome? No. But we fail to realize the benefits of freedom when we focus exclusively on rights. And to me, I think that means taking our country for granted. The other idea that I want to talk about here in the two minutes that I have is this idea that thankfulness has to have an object. You know, if you listen tomorrow, when you listen tomorrow at the dinner table, people are going to say, well, I'm thankful for this and I'm thankful for that. But you can't be thankful. You have to be thankful for who provided it. So for me as a Christian, that's easy. I can look and I can say every good and perfect gift comes from God, and I can recognize that that comes from our Creator. But regardless of whether you're a person of faith or not, are you thankful for anything? And secondly, if you are, to whom are you thankful? It's not enough to say, I'm, I, I'm thankful for my job, because that doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't mean anything. You could say, I'm thankful to my employer for having a company and hiring me. Then your thankfulness has an object. You can say, I'm thankful for uh, the things that my spouse provides. Okay, then the point of the object of your thankfulness becomes your spouse. Or for Christians, the thankfulness that we have is in the world that God's created and the freedoms that he's given us, particularly through Jesus. So that's, that's a Christian perspective. I'm not trying to turn this into a sermon. What I'm trying to, to lay on you for tomorrow is as you discuss this idea of thankfulness, understand and recognize where that thankfulness is placed. Hey, we're going to come up here on a hard break, but stick around after the break. We've got another hour of At Your Service. In the next hour, we're going to talk about a little bit of Star, uh, or SpaceX, a little bit of Elon Musk. We're going to discuss whether Trump is an insurrectionist and should be kept off the ballot. You know, just non-controversial topics like those. All of that and more to come in the next hour here on At Your Service, X. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.